The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. More than 10 million youth are engaged in a program called Kids for Peace. Jill McManigal is the co-founder and executive director of Kids for Peace, which is home to the Great Kindness Challenge. The kids involved have accomplished more than 500 million acts of kindness, helped build two schools and peace centers in Kenya and Pakistan, and span more than 120 countries. Well, Jill, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm wondering how Kids for Peace began. Can you give us the story of where this all came from? Yes, absolutely. So Kids for Peace was founded 12 years ago in um, Carlsbad, California. I am a mom of two amazing, um, at the time, young children. And they're now a teenager, actually young adults now, a senior in high school and a junior in college currently. But at the time, it was um, post 9-11. There was a lot of fear happening in our world. And as a mother and former school teacher, I knew that's not the world that I wanted my children and all children to grow up in. And I have a personal hero um, who is Gandhi. And Gandhi has a quote that says, if we're to achieve lasting peace, we must begin with the children. So with mm. that in mind, that's always inspired me. And I've always seen kids as, as natural peace builders. Um, so with that in mind, I wanted to do something um, to help create a more peaceful and kind world. Um, at the time that all of this revelation was going inside of my head and my heart, I met this amazing young high school student named Danielle Graham. And she was also on a path to create a world of peace. And we met at a neighborhood party and I was wearing a Gandhi pin and she came and talked to me about um, Gandhi and her, that was, he's also a hero of hers. And together we just had this kismet moment knowing that we needed to do something together. And Danielle said, well, let's get your kids and other kids, let's gather them up and let's ask them what they want the world to look like and what they wanna do to make it so. So we just did. We had a little gathering in my backyard, and we just had a really um, heartfelt, open conversation with the kids. And from that, um, we decided, then the kids decided they wanted to take action to create a more compassionate and respectful world. And through their wisdom, we created our Peace Pledge, which actually is the guide for everything we do at Kids for Peace. So that was 12 years ago and now fast forward 12 years later um, we now have um, we're now in 122 countries we have over 10 million we're on um, track for 15 million kids this year to be involved and it just reminds me how passionate kids are to take action to make this world a better brighter place and when they're given the support and the encouragement they really can lead the way to this world that works for everybody. You mentioned the Peace Pledge and how that's the foundation for what you do. Can you tell us what that is? I would be happy to. So this, this, these are the words of the Peace Pledge. I pledge to use my words to speak in a kind way. I pledge to help others as I go throughout my day. I pledge to care for our earth with my healing heart and hands. I pledge to respect people in each and every land. I pledge to join together as we unite the big and small. I pledge to do my part to create peace 
for one and all. Beautiful, beautiful. Did kids write that, or did it, did you help with that? They did. So it was a um, it was all their ideas, and then we did compile it together. And so it's completely kid inspired. We did a workshop one day, and that's now what our kids all over the world are putting into action. That's the guide and sort of the glue of Kids for Peace. Um, we have chapters in Iraq in. Um, Australia, in China, in Canada, throughout the United States, uh, Mexico, you know, all over. We have kids who are putting those words into action in ways that are culturally relevant and personally meaningful. Well, doesn't that make you feel good about the future of our world, right? I'm inspired. I'm, in, I'm so inspired. I have to say, um, there's times that um, I get a little bit, maybe discouraged might be the right word, and I take one look at those kids and what they are doing and the spark in their eye and I am rejuvenated. I have such hope and such optimism for our future. Mm-hmm. They haven't given up hope, so we can't either. You're right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shocked that you could go from something that you worked on with a teenage girl in your backyard to something that is in 122 countries. You even have peace centers built in Kenya and Pakistan. What was the evolution of that? We really start small, and that's what I tell all of the kids and all of our chapters. Start small and then build upon that. Um, start where exactly where you are, where we are. So that's what we've done. We've just taken almost baby steps, and we just keep going and keep going. And um, we do really encourage our all of our kids to share what they're doing with others to help amplify that message. We've um, had a lot of good luck telling our stories in the media. Um, the kids are super savvy with social media. Mm-hmm. So all that together has helped to gr- gain more attention. And it's so pure what they're doing. Like when something is so good, so right, so pure, it really resonates with other people. And that's what we've seen happen. And we've made it really approachable for anybody to be part of. So we um, keep it simple and we keep it um, filled with love and just um, showing up and doing something. And that has given the momentum to grow and grow and grow. We've kind of talked in abstract terms about the program and and the peace and the love, but but in really concrete ways, how, what does this program look like on a daily basis in, in, in the United States and in all these other places as well? Um, yeah, so the, we, ha- we have two programs, so we kind of break it down that way. And again, we only have two programs to keep it simple for mm-hmm. us. So we Keep it simple for everyone to, again, again have an entry point into what we do to create this world of kindness and compassion. Um, so our one program is our Peace Pledge program, and that's a chapter-based program similar to the traditional scout model. So it's kids who are getting together on a regular basis, and they're taking that Peace Pledge, and they're putting it into action in ways that are uh, meaningful to them. So um, in California, where we're based, we're right on um, on the ocean. So the kids might take the second line, I pledge to um, care for our earth with my healing heart and hands. They might, or actually that's the third line, they might take that line and say, okay, we see that um, there's trash on the beach right now, we want to go do a trash cleanup. Or they, um, we recently had the wildfires in California. And so our kids said, our friends um, have been 
heard in these wildfires, they've lost their homes. It's a devastation. So they want to respond to that. So we did this um, kind cards for wildfire response where kids collected gift cards and also made personal notes of love and support for them. So they're always responding to what's right in front of them and what is personally meaningful to them. Um, some kids are really passionate about animals, and they believe that in order to have peace in the world, we have to be um, loving and caring to all living beings. So some of our animal lovers take the line that I pledge to re- um, I pledge to join together as we unite the big and small, and the kids will see themselves as the big and the animals as the small, mm-hmm. and they'll do a project um, of chapter recently made chew toys out of recycled um, blankets. And so they're always just looking at what is touching them. And then as adults, we find ways, you know, if they need a a ride there, most of our kids don't drive. So we give them a a ride there. Um, We teach them how to have the proper phone etiquette so they can make the phone calls to make the appointments with an animal shelter. Or if they're caring about seniors um, to help them make the phone call. The kids are doing it all, but we'll just give them some of the training so that they can go and call a senior center and say, we want to come. And um, I play the piano and I want to come play the piano. And we want to um, sing and do a show for the seniors. We want to interview the seniors and learn about the wisdom from from them. So it's all about taking action. And that Peace Pledge really guides what that action is. I am certain there is someone listening who is saying, man, I would love to start one of those. Because you said it's like a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout sort of Mm -hmm. program. um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of follows that model a bit. So can people decide to start these uh, of their own branch under your program? Absolutely. And that is um, how it's grown. So we do um, invite anyone to start a chapter in their neighborhood, um, in their their spiritual setting, in their school. So um, in their YMCA, we have all different formats that our chapters can be. And so, yes, we invite anyone. Um, we have um, a lot of support that we offer to get that started. And then you're part of this interconnected network that we can com- um, connect your chapter with another chapter around the world, another chapter locally. So it's all about those connections, too. But we absolutely welcome anybody. Um, it's free to be part of Kids for Peace. We don't have any fees to start a chapter. We have no fees for our members. And um, we work really hard to make sure it's accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. And people can find the information about contacting you to start a chapter at kidsforpeaceglobal.org, or is there another better website? That is the perfect place to do that. Okay. And then there is, the, under the, the, the Peace Pledge program, there is a Start a Chapter tab, and we have an amazing Peace Pledge program director. Her name is Meg Jansen, and she um, kindly, patiently, and expertly will guide um, through all the steps of starting a chapter. We'll get back to our conversation with Jill McManigal in just a moment, but first, our kindness call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hi, my name is Carol Pitts, and I live in Cupertino, California. Um, I wanted to call in about and share a story about my friend. Uh, we called her Auntie Anne, or, and I knew her when I was a kid, um, and I just looked up to her as someone who was really generous and thoughtful of those around her. I remember as a child watching her buy a new palm, which was like a a tablet back in the day. And then she found out her friend was looking for a palm and she just gave it to this person. Um, She had just bought this for herself and she just 
generously gave it away because someone else needed one too. And then another time we were in a taxi together. Um, I lived in Asia, and so we took taxis everywhere. Um, we were in a taxi together, and she asked the taxi driver to stop at a coffee store um, so she could go and, and buy some coffee, and he was going to wait for us. And after she stopped, uh, she said she asked the driver if he'd like a cup of coffee as well. And I just remember that um, standing out to me because, I had never seen anyone do that before, like to to think about those in the service industry, those um, around us that we don't know and inviting them into our generosity. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now back to the show. So then I, I had cut you off from the, the second part that you were going to tell me about, which is... It is the Great Kindness Challenge. Um, we are in our eighth year of the Great Kindness Challenge. And that started um, with three schools here in Carlsbad, California. It actually with my children's school, Jefferson Elementary, and two other neighboring schools, Hope and Kelly Elementary. And it was started as a way to be proactive in a time that there was more attention being um, shown on bully prevention. There was a rise in... Um, in a culture that schools were not wanting to have at their school, um, a, a climate that was not as as welcoming and as favorable and or, or even safe as schools wanted. So schools were looking for um, proactive ways to address that. And, and instead of really talking about bullying, schools wanted to talk about what they wanted, which was a culture of kindness. So they um, worked with us and with Kids for Peace to create something um, that we could really focus on the schools. And we know that kids love to take action. We know that kids are innately kind. And um, we know it's fun to have some sort of um, challenge associated with their actions. So we came up with the Great Kindness Challenge. And it's all based on a 50-item kindness checklist. And the students themselves help to create the acts of kindness that are on the checklist. And it's all about one week of kids doing as many acts of kindness as possible. And there's actually science behind it that shows that as kids are repeating kind act after kind act, that they actually can rewire their brain and have all of those positive um, neurons being fired more um, easily. So I'm not a scientist at all, but I read the science and um, it is it supports the, the um, approach that we're taking. And then just intuitively, as the kids and as the students are being kind to others and also receiving kindness in return, it really feeds off of each other. And there's this um, energy that's built and um, they just want to carry it on. So we had such success in that first year of the Great Kindness Challenge. Um, we then put some more structure behind it. So in addition to the 50 acts of kindness, we came up with a whole toolkit with all kinds of complimentary activities that schools can do to even um, make it a grander experience throughout that week to really celebrate the kindness. So we came up with a very robust toolkit that has ideas for um, 
cool ideas to decorate your school and how to engage the community. Um, one of the fun activities with the community is a community kindness channel where we invite in the firefighters and police officers and business owners and mayors and, and superintendents and have everyone come together and cheer the students on. They make a tunnel mm -hmm. and let the students know that they also value kindness and they're also in this all together. Um, we also created a global service project that we do every year as part of the Great Kindness Challenge as a way to unite all of the participating schools. And um, that's called our Kind Coins Campaign. And you had mentioned our school and peace center in Kenya and Pakistan. Um, last year, we built four playgrounds in um, hurricane-affected areas. This year, we're going to be building a um, health center in Liberia. Mm. It was an area that was devastated by the Ebola crisis. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's something that the children then learn about um, one child's life in these other countries, these other cultures. Um, and then we learn about what their wish is. And then all student-generated they are the ones who create the funds to build the schools, build the peace, um, peace center and build the health center. So it's so beautiful that it can be a, a school that's 100% funded by kids, which we are just um, so proud of. And mm -hmm. then we always tell the full story for the kids so they can see what has happened with their philanthropy. They see the full cycle of their, of their giving and, and of their um, caring. And that's a big part of the um, recipe for what we do with our students and our kids yeah. because we want them to really see that their actions are making a difference on someone else's life. And then that just fuels more goodness. Yeah. And when a whole bunch of people come together, a whole bunch of kids come together with a little, it makes a lot, right? So that's, that's pretty spectacular that they could be able to see those schools, see the peace centers. Neat. It is. And we actually have a tour every year. We take a volunteer trip to our Kenya school. Um, we take, we've had kids as young as seven years old and um, as old as 70 years old join us and we go to our Kenya school every single year. We do some kind of volunteer projects. Um, last year we put solar on the school where we taught the kids how to actually install solar. It was our, um, the American children with the Kenyan children working together. Um, we built an, an infirmary there one year. We built a new kitchen and it was the kids actually building it. Um, this year, we're going to be painting the school and building a new playground. And that's something that we, uh, I joyfully invite your listeners to, um, to check out the tour. And if they want to come to Kenya with us, um, we have openings and um, it really is a beautiful, life-changing trip. So I'm going to check that out. I think you need a 43, 44-year-old kid along with you named me. So um, Please come. It really is this beautiful, beautiful trip. And um, I'm happy to share more information about that as well. Yeah, thank you. So you've got the Great Kindness Challenge. That happens every year at the end of January. But then there are, there are pieces of that Great Kindness Challenge, if I'm understanding this right, that people can do within their homes year-round. That, that's exactly right. So starting with the school edition of the Great Kindness Challenge, um, we were fortunate to be on Good Morning America two years ago, um, last year as well. And Yay, we congratulate. Let's just stop and congratulate you. That's big time. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And actually the first year um, they did it, they did a whole week series on us, which I really applaud them for. Yeah. Um, they followed us all along the journey of the schools across, you know, all 50 states participating. And um, it was very exciting. And they asked if we have some uh, checklist for our general, their general viewing audience. 
And at the time we didn't. And then um, simultaneously, our schools were asking us if we have a way to keep the kindness going at home. They said they're you know, seeing such huge differences with the children in the school hours, and they wanted to have the whole families involved. So it's a holistic approach to that. So with both of those um, incentives, we came up with a family edition of the Great Kindness Challenge, which we launched last year. Um, we actually launched it also on Good Morning America, and then we um, launched it with a bus tour that we started in Times Square. Um, we have this beautifully painted, groovy bus that we took from New York all the way back to California with kindness stops all along the way where we completed the 50 Acts of Kindness from our family edition. Um, but that's now available um, for free for all families. They can go to our website. That That's um, most easily accessible on our greatkindnesschallenge.org website. And um, they could just sign up and they get that checklist. And you all year round can be challenged to complete as many acts of kindness as possible. Super cool. Super cool. Wow. I just feel like I could I could really um, continue to ask you questions about this and how your family's changed and how you've changed and how your kids have changed. But, you know, um, we're running out of time and I want to know um, a favorite kindness story that really sits in your heart because I can tell that you are... You are a huge dreamer and then a huge doer as well. So I imagine in the years, throughout the, the past 12 years, you, you have seen acts of kindness, done acts of kindness, had them done for you that really just have touched you. Do you have one you could share with us? One that has really stayed with me is this boy named Daniel. And Daniel was um, a fifth grader. And he was perpetually in trouble. Um, he had a, a very uh, troubled home life. Um, he was recruited by gang members and um, just not a, um, a simple childhood for him. And fortunately, he was at a school that was doing the Great Kindness Challenge. And he um, almost every day he was in the principal's office before the Great Kindness Challenge. And I would always see him there when I would go to um, help to organize some of the activities at the school. And I said, Daniel, do you want to um, help me be one of the leaders of the Great Kindness Challenge and help um, show the other kids how we can do some of these acts of kindness? And he just lit up and he's like, I'm gonna do all 50, all 50 acts of kindness here. So he took it upon himself that one week to do all 50 acts of kindness. And there was something that transformed within him. And it just, I think for him to be able to see that kids and adults can see him differently, not as a troublemaker, but as someone who can um, show compassion for others and take some of those gentle steps of, of, of kindness, simple acts like smile at 25 people. He's like, Miss Jill, people aren't used to seeing me smiling, but it feels good to smile. Aww. And at the end of that week, he was never again in the office and he got, he got chosen as the student of the year. He got honored in front of the whole, um, our whole San Diego County office of education. And when he went for the ceremony, he says, I have to wear my kindness matters t-shirt because I want them to know that kindness matters. Aww. So that when that story, I, I've always been touched with Daniel, and I know that he's such a um, such a, a example of how kindness really does transform lives. It sure does. Thank you, Jill, so much for all the work that you're doing across the globe in reaching people for peace and kindness. I so appreciate you talking with me today. 
Thank you for having us. Um, Kindness matters and thank you. That was a conversation with Jill McManigal. You can learn more about Jill and Kids for Peace and the Great Kindness Challenge at kidsforpeaceglobal.org. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 